The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. We are back front and center to start the new year. First show of 2018-2018 from Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa. And I always like to start 2018, or any show for that matter, on a positive note. And as your Commander-in-Chief, your Alpha Leader... We, of course, will do that because I feel that, first of all, not only to start the year on a positive note, on a positive tone, as we begin a new chapter, we begin a new year, but also it is imperative that as alphas, we're all positive. We are glass half full rather than half empty types of individuals. And I always like to start the show on a positive note, even though we may have to deal with some enemies of pleasure and some those that uh, don't enjoy the alpha male lifestyle. But nonetheless, we start on a positive note, and I've got one today. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash Happy New Year. Snappy salute. Semper delectatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, your global alpha, your global commanding general. As you know, I'm a die-hard Bills fan. Buffalo Bills, I've been a Buffalo Bills fan since the time I can remember as a young lad growing up in Buffalo. And I have been through the thick, I have been through the thin. I was there for the glory years, and I have been there for the lean years the last 17 years. As the Bills were the longest, uh, 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 own the record for the longest playoff drought of any major professional sports team in the United States of America. Actually, in all of North America. Well, that is no longer. To quote the great Jim Mora, former head coach of Indianapolis, you'll remember that famous quote, playoffs, playoffs. The Buffalo Bills, my Buffalo Bills, are in the playoffs. The Bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Spirit, 
That is the Buffalo Bills shout song that has played at every Buffalo Bills game and, in fact, every Bills backers bar when the Bills score a field goal or a touchdown or win a game. And you will just pardon me as I indulge in the revelry of getting to the playoffs because as a diehard Bills fan, it went right down to the wire. The Buffalo Bills had to win their game first and foremost against the Miami Flippers, the Miami Stinkin' Dolphins. Huge rivalry between Buffalo and Miami. It hasn't been as big of a rivalry lately. It's been more Buffalo-New England. But they had some Don. There was a Donnie Brooks, some fisticuffs. Got back to the old big rivalry days back in the heyday. But the Bills had to take care of business. Playing down in Miami, and the Buffalo Bills did just that. Defeating the Miami Flippers, the porpoises. We squished the fish 22-16. But we needed... Two scenarios to take place. First scenario, scenario number one, the Cincinnati Bengals must beat the Ravens. The Ravens had to lose. Or if the Ravens won, we needed the Oakland Raiders to defeat the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars to defeat the Tennessee Titans. Well, I had all three games in uh, the Pleasure Palace, in the theater. And I had the Buffalo Bills game on the big screen and the upper left screen. I had the Cincinnati Ravens game. I'm watching that. And then on the right screen, I alternated between the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, and the Raiders and the Chargers. I like doing my L. L., uh, Davis impression. The Raiders. The Raiders are a playoff team. No, they're not. The Raiders have big problems. But... The scenario that I thought could probably take place, that I was rooting the hardest, was Cincinnati would defeat the Ravens. I didn't feel confident that both the Chargers would lose and the Jaguars would lose. Did not feel confident about that. And sure enough, they both, or the Jaguar, the Jaguars lost. Tennessee won, which was not good. So it's down to the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. And I'm watching it back and forth. Cincinnati plays a great first half. They had the lead going into the half. Third quarter, the Ravens start coming back. Fourth quarter, the Ravens just started to get the momentum on their side, and the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals just couldn't get anything done. Things were not going well. And it all comes down. The Bills win 22-16. There's about three minutes to go. I'm watching the game. The Bengals' defense is down. Or the Bengals, I think, uh, allowed, if I'm not mistaken, a touchdown so that they were down by... I think it was four, if I'm not mistaken. So consequently, Cincinnati gets the ball back, and I am rooting hard. I'm like, come on, Bengals, come on. If the Bengals win, I will even even eat that delicacy, Cincinnati delicacy, that cockamamie skyline chili, which is spaghetti and chili and cheese and beans and onions. I'm like, I will eat that. I will patronize skyline chili, even though I don't quite get why Cincinnatians love that stuff. But they do. And I said, in fact, on Twitter, I made mention that I would eat that if that was the case. So I'm rooting hard for the Bengals. It goes down to 4th and 12 from the Ravens' 49-yard line. 4th and 12 does not look good. And I'm pacing back and forth. I took my blood pressure. 475 over 390. It was skyrocketing. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that high. But clearly, every Buffalo Bills fan is on edge. Fourth and 12. 
Andy Dalton goes back to pass. Needs to get 12 for the first down. He finds his receiver, Tyler Boyd, not only for the first down, Boyd takes it to the end zone. He could go all the way. He did. And Cincinnati goes on to defeat the Ravens. 31-27, knocks the Ravens out, catapults the Bills into the playoffs, and all Buffalo fans were always were thinking this is going to be a typical Buffalo game. Everything negative is going to happen. We're not going to win. And I rooted hard, hard, hard for the Bengals. And they came through. Absolutely huge. And the Bills go to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. And Bills Mafia, of which I am proud to be a part, which are the big Bills, uh, Bills fans across the globe, and there are many, they showed their appreciation to Andy Dalton in a very constructive and positive way. They went on to his website for the uh, uh, AJD Foundation. I think it's the, uh, uh, the uh, Andy, and I think it's the Jordan Dalton Foundation. I think that's the name of his wife. And Bill's Mafia fans started donating in $17 increments because that was by Cincinnati winning. And Buffalo obviously winning. Buffalo gets to the playoffs, but we couldn't get there unless they defeated the Ravens. 17-year playoff drought ended. Bill's Mafia starts donating. Then all of a sudden, he's got 10000 20000 50000 70000 Well, the last time I looked, the count was that the Bills Mafia and Buffalo fans around the world had made 14,000 individual donations, over $315,000. I'm sure it's higher than that. I made my $17 donation yesterday to the AJD Foundation as my way of showing my appreciation, and also it's a good cause. And what's also interesting is that the Bengals' Tyler Boyd made mention on his Twitter feed that where he grew up in western Pennsylvania, there was funding cut for, for Little League football. Well, next thing you know, Bill's Mafia donate over $20,000 to him. And both players showing their appreciation. In fact, Andy Dalton and his wife personally took out billboards, four or five billboards, in Buffalo, Sergeant Steve, you'll post that uh, billboard to thank Bills Mafia. So not only do the Bills win, but the Bills fans show their appreciation in a positive way. Oh, by the way, the fans didn't need government or the libs or the Dems to tell them to donate. They did that on their own volition, uh, 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 volition out of the goodness of their hearts. And the Buffalo Bills yesterday sent, actually Thursday night, they sent a gift to the Cincinnati Bengals organization, or as if you're Canadian, the, as they say, the organization. The Bills tweeted out, our friends at Duff's, one of the great chicken wing uh, houses in Buffalo, are hitting the road to Cincinnati tonight with 1,440 wings, 90 pounds of celery, 30 pounds of carrots, 6 gallons of blue cheese, 9 gallons of Duff's wing sauce, and a ton of thank yous from Buffalo and the Bengals replied with a great picture of a Bengal tiger. Uh, Duff's wings, mood. So fantastic. Now, I also tweeted out after the Bills uh, won and, and, and the Bengals got uh, assisted the Bills, propelled the Bills to the playoffs to show my appreciation for Bengal, the Bengals' comeback win to propel Bills into the playoffs. I'll patronize these fine Cincinnati culinary establishments. Skyline Chili. The Montgomery Inn and Izzy's Rubens or Izzy's Deli 
If the great Ted Gregory, who actually founded the Montgomery Inn, were alive, I said, we'd be enjoying a victory cigar together. And in the logo, there's a, there's a character of the great late Ted Gregory puffing on a cigar. And he's got like that imperial margarine uh, crown on him. And every, uh, everywhere you go in the Montgomery Inn, there's always a life-size cutout of Ted. Got to know him uh, very well. Big cigar smoker until he passed away. His son, Dean, just a great guy. And I'll never forget a number of years ago. I had mentioned them on the show, and next thing I know, I get like 30 pounds of Montgomery Inn ribs. If you go to Cincinnati, you got to go to the Montgomery Inn at the Boathouse right downtown by the river, and then Izzy's Deli, phenomenal. The great Reuben, great corned beef pastrami with a potato pancake, you can't go wrong. And Sergeant Steve, next week, we are going to one of the two Skyline Chili's here in the Tampa Bay area, and we are going to have, I'm going to have, Skyline Chili, I'll have a three-way, which is the spaghetti with the cockamamie chili and the, and the cheddar cheese loaded on top. Well, everything but cockamamie sounds delicious because it's not cockamamie. It's fantastic. Well, you will love it. I know. You're, you're a Cincinnati, and you're an Ohioan. I, I know. It, but I just don't get putting chili. I love, I love chili, but I just don't get it putting on spaghetti. But listen, I'm more than happy to take one for the Bills Mafia team, considering the Bengals came through very big. And I actually have my good friend Dean Miser, uh, who runs Seabank up in Cincinnati. i got to give him a call as well to uh, thank the Bengals, but we always talk about the Bengals and the Bills and our woes. But the Bills are in the playoffs. Ironically, the Bengals beat the Bills. Had the Bills beat the Bengals, we wouldn't have had to worry about it. But we, uh, we needed the Bengals' help, and they came through in a big way. So many thanks to the Bengals, and, uh, and good luck to all the Bengals fans. Let me see how we're doing on time here, Sergeant Steve. All right, when I come back, I'm going to tell you there's always a lib. There's always an enemy of pleasure that has to take the joy out of going to the playoffs or, or, or a team winning or, or regional pride. I mean, look, people that grew up in Buffalo – it's a blue-collar town. People love the team. They support the team through thick and thin. You saw the Snow Bowl a few, was it, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever it was. There was, I've never seen snow and wind like that. The were brutal conditions. Stadium was packed. People stayed until the end to watch the Bills pull it out. Loyal fans. So I hope you allow me to indulge myself here because I think you can all relate that no matter where you're from, if you root for your team, you are diehard, you are loyal, but there's something extra special about Buffalo, because Buffalo isn't the biggest market. In fact, it's the second smallest market in the league, yet the, the, the fans of Buffalo, Western New York, Southern Ontario, Canada too supports the Bills, they show up to those games in mass. They sell out every game. They are there through thick and thin. It is a hardworking town. And for those of you that have never been to Buffalo, you go to Buffalo, they'll treat you like you are one of them. And there's great food, great camaraderie. They call it the city of good neighbors. I'm proud to be from Buffalo. Don't miss the weather right about this time of year. But I can tell you right now, it may be 10 degrees in Buffalo, but it's 110 degrees in every Bills fan's mind because it is sunny it is bright. The weather is great in their minds because the Bills are going to play Jacksonville in the playoff. The playoff drought over. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. 
In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa is Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. It is an all-ticketed VIP event. It is a great day filled with fantastic cigars from J.C. Newman, our presenting sponsor, Diamond Crown, a fantastic Alpha Lunch Buffet, a nice Cigar Dave goodie bag with all sorts of fine goodies for you, and you'll also enjoy great craft beer samplings, spirit samplings, whiskey samplings. We'll be surrounded by aircraft at Shelt Air Aviation right in the hangar. It is a fantastic day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is an all-VIP ticketed event, very, very limited. Go to CigarDave.com and purchase your tickets. That's CigarDave.com for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, Feb 3rd, 2018, in Tampa. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, is just four weeks away, and there are less than 20 tickets remaining. Get them while you still can at CigarDave.com. Actually, let me uh, just give you a follow-up to that. We went over our allotment of tickets, and we had a couple of requests from people that missed it. So we opened up another 20 tickets. When these 20 are gone, they're gone. We're way ahead of last year. Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa, Saturday, February 3rd, presented by Diamond Crown. We are going to have a magnificent time. Next week, I'll have a big announcement on a whole bunch of spirits and uh, other things. We've already got Funky Buddha Craft Brewing that's going to be there. We've got uh, about six or eight of their beers. Cannot wait. So go to CigarDave.com, get those tickets. By the way, it's not going to snow, and it's not going to sleet. Uh, or freezing rain if you come to the Cigar City of Tampa February 3rd. I know how bad the weather is. Go ahead and book your trip right now and buy your tickets. All right, I said about the Buffalo Bills, there's always an enemy of pleasure. Leave it to a lib, leave it to a dem to take the uh, happiness out to uh, be the Grinch. There is a Buffalo News columnist, Rod Watson. Now, Rod is an ultra-liberal. He's a black columnist who is... And the reason I bring that up is because everything when you read it always revolves around race. Big race baiter, in my estimation. Always everything has got to be a white versus black, liberal versus uh, Dem versus GOP issue. I mean, it, the school systems in Buffalo are terrible, yet 
doesn't want vouchers, doesn't want to do anything to change up the unions, but he's a typical typical ultra-liberal. Blame it on everyone, play the race card. People in Buffalo, everyone, I don't care if you're a rabid fan, and just a minor fan, everybody is thrilled. Here's the headline from Rod Watson, this dumb son of a bitch. Playoff game, please don't tell me any more about it. And this was uh, published January 3rd. I'll read a few excerpts. Does the phrase get a life mean anything around here? I could put up with it Sunday night. After all, the combination of the stunning end of the Bengals-Ravens game and the Bills must win was a nice conversation starter. I wasn't even averse to rehashing it on Monday since it was New Year's Day and nothing else much was happening. But all week long, I'm sick of it already. We can't possibly be so psychologically pathetic that having a football team make the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons becomes the most important thing in town. Or are we? A few years ago, Psychology Today delved into super fandom, and much of the analysis seemed as if, you, if, it, as if it used Buffalo as a case study. San Francisco-based analyst Samantha Smithy noted that super fandom could be a coping strategy to escape an issue that's difficult to face. Heaven knows we have issues. And Eric uh, Simons, author of The Secret Lives of Sports Fans, cautioned in a 2015 Washington Post op-ed about changes going on inside a fan's head. It is not an obnoxious affectation when a devotee uses the word we. It's a literal confusion in the brain. What is me and what is the team, he wrote, all of which is great. But are these the delusional souls you want to trust with your stock portfolio, your next surgery, or car brakes job? In the meantime, what's going on in the real world? We have a president well on the way to becoming America's first dictator. What a load of horse manure. While he and Rocket Man threaten to blow up the planet, we have environmental and civil rights protections being shredded. B.S. Agency heads neutering their agencies on a tax bill that expands the massive gap between the have and have-nots. He goes on and on and on. He says, it's enough to cause mixed emotions in the non-hysterical part of the population. Sure, a wild car win over the Jaguars on Sunday would be nice. On the other hand, I don't think I could put up with another week of 24-7 hype. It's already gotten on my last nerve. Go, Bills. And then in parentheses, away. This Rod Watson is a schmuck. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This medium to full-bodied cigar not only pays homage to its namesake, the Prensado, but also the lost art of handcrafting goods. It takes a plethora of skilled artisans to create the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art, which you will love. Want premium cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar Dave. I want to finish up talking about this Buffalo News columnist, Rod Watson. Mr. Race Bader, everything is a black and white issue, literally between the races. Everything is a Democrat, Republican. I remember going back June of 2016, he had a column talking about how the uh, Republican Party of Erie County through a big shindig, and they had cigars, and went after that. And I, I remember we did the show from uh, Colonel Ange Poochpit and brought that up. And again, his whole his sole basis was the fact that, oh, Republicans, hoity-toity, are having cigars, like there's something illegal or wrong with that. Here's a guy that basically must be so pathetic in his own life, so miserable in his own life, so unhappy, such a loser that the first time in 17 years, the collective Western New York, Southern Ontario community, the area of Buffalo, celebrating the fact that their hometown team, the Buffalo Bills, who they root for week in and week out, has made the playoffs. He can't stand it. It just angers him to no end. To no end. And, and in his article, he... he he somehow believes that fans are delusional when they say that when they say we, meaning that they're part of the team. No, they're not. It's a collective community. Just as if something great happens in the community, people don't say they, it's we. You know, something good happens in here in Tampa, or if it's in Buffalo, like in Tampa, something good happens, the Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning win. I say, hey, the Lightning won. We won because we root for the team. That doesn't mean, oh, see, that's probably Rod Watson calling me right now. I'm telling you, that is Rod Watson calling me right this second, wanting to discuss this, or somebody from the Buffalo News, because they probably just heard me go off on this son of a bitch. But the fact of the matter is this, that we see this all the time. Enemies of pleasure that are so miserable in their own lives, they have to come after those of us that enjoy the alpha male lifestyle, alpha male pleasure maneuvers, whether it's spirits, whether it's grilling, whether it is cigars, whether it is gambling or golf or dames, they have to come after us because their life is so pathetic. And this Rod Watson, I mean, this guy must live in a shack and, and, and just basically look at himself the four walls all day and say, my life sucks. My life is miserable. And this is making traction and I realize I spent the first, uh, what, 35 minutes of the show talking about my hometown bills. And I got another story that relates to that. But the point of the matter is this, that if imagine if your team or something happened great in your community and the entire city is joyous, is jubilant, things are great. And then all of a sudden you get some enemy of pleasure newspaper columnist or TV reporter that rains on the parade and starts going after everybody that you're all pathetic, 
because you are collectively happy. And we see this all the time. Those of us that are alpha males, we see this on a regular basis. Those of us that work hard, those of us that are successful, whatever our chosen professions are, that has nothing to do with the function of money. It just has to do with, are you excelling in your profession? We see it all the time. People want to knock us down. Why? Because we're happy people. As alpha males, we're happy. We're happy. We don't take pleasure in the misery of others. When somebody, something good happens, we say, hey, congratulations, mazel tov, great. What do the libs and the enemies of pleasure do? They try to knock you down because their lives are so pathetic. They are so miserable. They're so unhappy. They have nothing positive in their life that they have to tear you down. They have to knock you down, and that's exactly what this Rod Watson is. Hey, if Rod Watson was really so concerned about the Buffalo community and the inner city, then he ought to say, hey, we ought to have school vouchers for the city of Buffalo, the city of Buffalo public schools. The city of Buffalo public schools are a disaster. And every time people want to change things, it's the same people within the black community that say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nope, we're not going to touch the unions. We're not going to do anything. The most racist people there are in different communities, when you look at, for example, in the city of Buffalo, or you look at Jesse Jackson, or you look at Al Sharpton, they're the biggest racists there are because they don't want their own people to succeed. They don't want vouchers. They don't want kids to get a great education. They don't want kids to excel, get a good education, go to college, think for themselves. Oh, that is the worst thing that a black child could do. Be educated and think for themselves. No, no, they want to keep them right down on the inner city plantation. And I get so offended when I hear these people that say, oh, Republicans are racist. No, the biggest racists are the Democrats and people like Rod, son of a bitch, Watson, who do want to do one and only one thing. They want to keep their other black citizens down so that they don't think for themselves. Because God forbid they think for themselves and say, you know, this, this line of nonsense the liberals and the Democrats and socialists are spewing ain't working for me. You know what? I'm going to vote Republican. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. Oh, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. And Rod Watson, for this stupid article, this, this, this op-ed playoff game, please don't tell me any more about it. And basically stating, he says, making the playoffs is a plus. All I'm asking for is perspective. And then he goes on to talk, like I said, he says that we've got a president on the way to becoming America's first dictator. Rod, you're an effing idiot. There's no dictatorship going on. The last time I looked when the president's tax bill or, or the Republican tax bill uh, uh, was, was voted on, it had to go through the legislative branch. Trump didn't unilaterally sign that bill. But maybe you don't know too much about the three uh, branches of government in this country. And then Rod Watson goes on to say that he and Rocket Man threatened to blow up the planet. No, it's Kim Jong-il that started this whole nonsense with nuclear weapons. But again... You're a good lib, you're a good dem, and you, of course, will favor pacifism. You'll roll over, just like Neville Chamberlain did, and allow the Hitler of our time, or one of them, with nuclear weapons to go in and, uh, and cause destruction. Because you just want to roll over like a pansy-ass liberal Democrat pussy, which is what you are. Then he says, we have environmental and civil rights protections being shredded. Really? 
Last time I looked, they're not rounding up blacks. They're not rounding up uh, minority groups and throwing them in jail. What civil rights are being are being shredded? The fact that people want voter ID, which, by the way, if you want to go get government benefits, you need an ID. You want to get on an airplane, you need an ID. You want to get Social Security benefits, you need an ID. All of a sudden, needing an ID is all of a sudden uh, 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 being a, a civil right violation? Grow up, Rod, you dumbass. And then he says, a tax bill that expands the massive gap between the haves and have-nots. Well, first of all, Rod, let me explain something to you that maybe you don't understand. No, not maybe you don't. Anybody paying taxes should be paying less, fewer taxes. This nonsense, the have and have-nots, the have-nots don't pay taxes. 50% of Americans do not pay taxes. You want to help the have-nots? then let's eliminate some of these nonsensical poverty programs that have done nothing but keep your own community impoverished. They haven't done anything to help the black community. Nothing. You want to help your own community? Start with school vouchers. Educate the, the, the kids, the black kids that are in your community that you espouse to, to uh, protect and espouse to, to uh, promote. But he doesn't want that. No, Rod Watson would rather keep his fellow black children down, his, his, the black kids down and fellow blacks down, because only Rod, typical like Dems, only a certain few are allowed to succeed. So while Rod's making a good living as a, as a know-nothing columnist for the Buffalo News, he doesn't want the rest of the black community to rise up. He doesn't want them educated. He doesn't want those kids to get a, a good education. If you want to really face facts, Rod, why don't you start talking about the huge rate of kids that are born out of wedlock and that have no fathers or no male mentors or role models? Why don't you talk about that? Talk about school vouchers, the need for them. Why don't you talk about these clowns that profess to, to help the black community and speak in, on behalf of the black community that do nothing but to keep them impoverished and on the inner city plantation. The only difference between slavery from the South and today is that it's in the inner cities, and it's the Democrats that are enslaving young black children. I'm 100% for vouchers. Why? Because I want black kids and every kid to have the best education, to be able to succeed, and to be able to go to college and achieve whatever their dreams are. That's the American way. But the worst thing that could happen to Rod Watson and all these other idiots that are miserable is that black kids get educated, they go to college, and heaven forbid, they make their own decisions on politicians and realize that the Democrats haven't done diddly jack for them over the last 50 years. Heaven forbid that happens. Because then the guys like Rod Watson and the Jesse Jacksons and the Al Sharptons and all these other schmucks that purport to speak on behalf of their community, would be out of business. Racism, division, that's good for business for guys like Rod Watson, Jesse Jackson, and Al Sharpton. They're the ones that are perpetuating racism and division in this country. And for Rod Watson to be so stinking miserable in his own life that he's got to go after the fans, the, the, the probably 99.99999, no, you know what? Everybody in Western New York is thrilled. There's one guy, one schmuck, Rod Watson. I'd like to stick a rod and stick it up his Watson, I can tell you that. Un
real. All right. Let me very quickly, also while we're on the subject here, I don't want this to make a to be a Buffalo centric show, but a, a somebody that uh, was a mentor of mine, actually my first job in broadcasting that uh, had a big impact on me, the longtime anchorman of Channel Seven Eyewitness News, WKBW TV, a legend in Buffalo and Western New York, Southern Ontario, Irv Weinstein passed away from ALS at the age of 87 uh, in California. Before I talk about Irv. I want to just play the iconic news open for Eyewitness News in Buffalo. Irv was not what you'd consider a handsome anchor man. I mean, he looked like a blue-collar guy. He fit Buffalo perfect. And you know what? He would have worked in L.A. He would have worked in Chicago. He would have worked in anywhere. Why? Because Irv was genuine. Irv wasn't the tallest guy. I think he was 5'7", but his stature was absolutely huge. He was a genuine guy on camera, off camera. And before I go into it, let me just, let me just play the open and just hearing the, how he would open every newscast way back on the 35 years that he was the uh, main anchor on Channel 7 Eyewitness News in Buffalo. Eastern New York's number one newscast, Eyewitness News with Irv Weinstein. Topping tonight's eyewitness news. Topping tonight's eyewitness news. Topping tonight's eyewitness news. Sky 7 joins the circuit. Mario says, Stan is my man. Topping tonight's eyewitness news. What else? The weather. Topping tonight's eyewitness news. The stubborn house fire in Niagara County that has kept smoke eaters hopping. Smoke eaters, pistol packing punks. Irv was great at alliteration, one of the great writers. And, and let me just spend a couple of minutes talking about it because he had a big influence on me. When I was 15, I took a tour of the brand-new Channel 7 uh, studios, their new building and studio complex in downtown Buffalo. They'd been on Main Street, just a dump, and they, they built a magnificent building. I want to say around 19, I think it was probably around 1983, 84. And I was 15 years old, took the tour, and I saw the newsroom, and I saw Irv Weinstein, the anchorman, and Rick Azar, and Tom, who was sports, and Tom Joles, who was Commander Tom, and also did the weather. And I said, look at all the action. This is exciting. And so I asked about getting an internship, and they said, well, we only give them to college students. you got to be in college. And I was in high school. I think I was a sophomore in high school. Well, that didn't deter me. I kept calling the secretary who was in charge of the intern program, and, and I would come down and just to the station and ask to see her. I didn't know better and just kept calling, and I still remember her name. I won't name her name, but she was very nice. And I would call her every week, probably three times. And I would pick up, I would call her, and she'd answer the phone, and I'd say, Hi, it's, uh, it, it's Dave again, and look, I know you said you only do college, but I'm eager. Just give me any day. Just, just let me in the door. And I kept calling, and I knew she would always say, no, sorry, got to be, be for credit. It's got to be uh, college. And I hit her probably at the right time after calling her for probably about six, seven weeks. I got through to her, and before I, I could finish saying who it was, she says, all right, you know what? You're such a pest. You really want to work here? I said, I do. She said, fine, Saturday morning, 8 o'clock to noon. And I said, great, when do I start? I'll start this Saturday. She goes, okay, fine. Come down if you could. This is like Thursday or whatever, and I'll give you a little tour and kind of what happens. So I was thrilled. I was excited. I'll, I remember my father on the way to uh, the hospital making his rounds, or I would take the bus down early Saturday morning. I was excited, 
8 o'clock, I would call the police. They told me, you call all the police if there was any, any big accidents, any big fires, anything going on, any murders. I loved it. And then I started expanding my responsibilities to a couple afternoons from like maybe 4 o'clock after school till about 7 o'clock. A couple of times a week, three times a week. And at that time, I got to know Irv Weinstein, who was at one time the news director, but then was just the main anchor. And Irv was a legend. So you can imagine when I see... Irv Weinstein walking in front of me. I mean, I was just absolutely floored. And Irv was the same off the air as he was on the air. There was no difference. He was jovial. He was respected. He had a great sense of humor, great personality. Irv was not one of these guys that said, hello, I'm an anchorman. I've got my hairspray on ready, my makeup, hello, I'm an anchorman. And trust me, there are a lot of guys. Irv was very secure. His co-anchor at the time, who's still on in Buffalo Television, who I won't name, talk about insecure. The first thing that would happen after the newscast was done is Irv would go back to his office, take off his earpiece and say, all right, let's go get dinner. No, no, the other anchor had to go into the edit booth and watch himself over and over and look at me. I'll never forget. He would look at me and said, how'd you think I did? How'd I do? How'd I do? I thought I did well. You know, I thought I should have done this differently. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I learned that from Irv, number one, you got to be the same on the air. You have to have personality the same on as you were off. People would approach him all the time. You say Irv in Western New York, Southern Ontario, everybody know who it was. You didn't have to say his last name. You didn't have to, you just said Irv, everybody knew him. He was that well-respected and that loved. People would come to him at dinner. I remember he took me out to dinner one time, or I went out to dinner with he and some of the, some of the, the, uh, uh, the, the crew, and people would stop him. Irv, I love you, Irv. Can I take a picture? No problem. Irv was a great guy. He was a great newsman. He was, again, you look at him, he was not the pretty boy, but, boy, he commanded respect. And I'll never forget the privilege of uh, when he called me into his office and we would chit-chat for a few minutes and uh, got to know me and gave me some great advice. And to, to this day that I followed that advice as I was starting my career in broadcasting. And I'll never forget, I had to get him something before he was walking out of the newsroom. There was a story change. And I ran. I said, Irv, here, i got to give this to you. It's a story change on, on page 13. And he's like, oh, great. Come on, walk with me to the studio. And that was huge. And we chit-chatted on about two-minute walk to the studio. And as I got in there watching him, and again, Maybe five minutes before he would start, very calm. His co-anchor would be rereading everything 10,000 times, fluffing his hair, checking his makeup. Irv put his mic on and was jovial with the crew, talking to me. That's the kind of guy he was. And I'm going to post some video of him as well as the tributes to Irv because he had a big impact on me. I was there six months before I went over to work for Channel 2 and my good buddy uh, Ed Kilgore, another great uh, mentor, dean of Buffalo sports. And, but Irv was the guy that basically taught me, look, you got to be yourself. You've got to you know, be the same on the air as off the air. You got to have confidence in yourself. And so Irv passed away at the age of 87, a legend. Irv, rest in peace in your memory and honor today, Irv. On microphone position number two, we will have a cigar uh, in your honor, unlit. Irv, rest in peace, my friend. The great Irv Weinstein, topping tonight's Eyewitness News, and he would always end the show with, finally, finally, with an, a, a, just a, a funny quip before the newscast would sign off. Irv Weinstein, a great rest in peace. 
The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, returns on Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, at Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers includes a buffet fit for an Alpha Male, great spirits, craft beer, Alpha Male camaraderie, and of course, plenty of Diamond Crown cigars. Tickets for the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, are on sale. Get info and tickets at Cigar. Dave.com. It is a new year and a new month, and that means we have a brand new year of Cigar Dave Officers Club selections. And we start January 2018 with the brand new Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Ark. This is the highly acclaimed sequel to the Alec Bradley Prensado. Different flavor complexion, uses a magnificent Honduran Corojo wrapper, Honduran and Nicaraguan double binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is a full-flavored cigar, nice notes of pepper and espresso. It is fantastic. You will enjoy this cigar. And it follows up on the great year of selections we had with the Officers Club from all the major manufacturers. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped directly to you in a Ziploc Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch. Go to CigarDave.com for $22.95 per month. You will get fantastic cigars shipped right to you. Again, this month, it is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Start. It is our Officers Club featured cigar. You will love it. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Just looking over, talking about the Rod Watson columnist piece, playoff game, please don't tell me any more about it. The guy that's anti-Buffalo, anti-happiness, anti-pleasure, total enemy of pleasure. By the way, enemy of black children because he doesn't want them to have vouchers, doesn't want them to succeed. But it made Deadspin. I'm looking at Deadspin.com, the headline, Buffalo News columnist to happy Bills fans. How dare you care about football when you could be worrying about nuclear war instead? Talk about get a life. Rod Watson should get a life. All right, speaking of enjoying ourselves, speaking of no enemies of pleasure, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, exactly four weeks away. We are one month away to the day, hard to believe, Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Shelter Aviation, Hangar 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa. 
all-inclusive VIP event, you're going to get five incredible cigars. Actually, six incredible super premium cigars from J.C. Newman. The Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfecto, not available for sale. That's an Alpha Pleasure Fest exclusive. The Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895 Double Perfecto. A Diamond Crown Maximus. A Diamond Crown Julius Caesar Corona. The Diamond Crown Black Diamond Emerald. A Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Double Connecticut. A huge Alpha Lunch Buffet. We're going to have craft beer samplings from Funky Buddha Brewery down in South Florida. We've got some big announcements on some gin, spirits, and 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 craft uh, uh, whiskeys. So the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest, CigarDave.com. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general. Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. I am jammed this hour. I have so much conversational maneuvers that I must get to. I don't even know where to start. Well, yes, I do, because I'm an alpha. I'm decisive. I know exactly where I'm going to start. We did not conduct the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony last hour because I ended up renting about my, not renting, but but being joyous about my Buffalo Bills, talking about the passing of uh, Buffalo TV news anchor, legend Irv Weinstein, who had a profound impact on on my broadcast career when I started out at the age of 15, things I never forgot to this day. As well as going off after a Buffalo News Enemy of Pleasure columnist, the fact that he's just not happy that the Buffalo Bills made the playoffs. He's sick about it. Well, too bad. We're going to enjoy ourselves. There is a war. The enemies of alpha males, the enemies of masculinity are coming after us. We'll get to that lot in this hour. Stay right where you are. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. By the way, forgot to mention in the first hour, as always, go to CigarDave.com, 24-7, 365, where you can listen to our archives. We've got uh, stories. We've got anything that we talk about on the show, we have got there. And also in the upper right-hand column, you will see areas where you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we hit them all. Upper right-hand corner, just click on one of the uh, logos and you can follow me because I, I, even though I do Twitter mostly, I do try to do Facebook now more as well as Instagram. I'm trying to do all at the same time. So whatever your social media preference, we have got you covered. So go to uh, CigarDave.com. That is your hub. And don't forget, if you have not downloaded the Cigar Dave mobile app, you're going to want to do that. Definitely want to do that because we've got some big changes coming up in 2018, and that is the place that you are going to want to be, guaranteed. The Cigar Dave mobile app in the Android store, in the uh, Apple iOS store, 
and as well as in the uh, Kindle, the uh, what is it, the Amazon Kindle store. We're available on all three platforms. We've got some big changes coming up, so you are going to want to make sure that you download that. Just do a search for Cigar Dave. You can hear the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time. It replays in a loop. We've got all our archives. We've got links to videos, our, our social media feeds. Just download the Cigar Dave mobile app. Listen whenever and wherever you care to do. All right, we did not get a chance to get to the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. So, without any further delay. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, as I mentioned to you that in the last hour, that if you attend the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. Hard to believe we're saying 2018 already. Normally, it takes me about three months until I write 2018 correctly. This year, I was so ready for 2018, didn't take me any time whatsoever. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, not a problem. But we mentioned that the Cigar Day Valpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, Feb 3rd, presented by Diamond Crown. Everybody attending, in addition to a huge Alpha lunch buffet, and uh, 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 craft beer samplings from Funky Buddha, an incredible whiskey and bourbon and tequila and gin and other incredible spirit samplings and a nice Cigar Dave gift bag. You're going to get a great, incredible Cigar Dave assault pack consisting of six super premium cigars from J.C. Newman, including the Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895 Perfecto. Now, this cigar is only available in the Diamond Crown lounges. There's another cigar that you're going to get that is exclusive only to the Newman family and to the Alpha Pleasure Fest. It is the Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfecto. That's the cigar we're going to light, I can tell you, during the litation ceremony at the Alpha Pleasure Fest. And by the way, if you haven't gotten your ticket, we've got less than 20 tickets. We just opened up 20 more tickets. They're selling. When they're gone, they're gone. We're way ahead of last year's ticket sales. But the Diamond Crown, the 1895, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895 is a spectacular cigar. It is a double perfecto. Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Honduran binder, Nicaraguan filler. It is a 5x52 double perfecto. This is the cigar that Julius, the same size that Julius Caesar Newman, the founder of J.C. Newman, loved. It's a beautiful cigar. Medium, medium full, extremely smooth. If you can find these, they're in the $12, $13, $14 category. A beautiful cigar. Perfect way to start 2018 and celebrating my Buffalo Bills victory to get to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. That is the sound of my self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, leave it to the guys from the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories. The guys with the white lab coats and the pocket protectors. After the Bills got in the playoffs, they started working early Monday morning on a brand-new litation device. It is called... The Cigar Dave, this is experimental prototype, it is called the PD, and it stands for, or PDE, Playoff Drought Ended. 
It is the PDE, and that's what I will use today. It's got uh, two giant flames. And actually, they said, General, the flames go out 17 centimeters to represent the 17 seasons they weren't in the playoffs. I'm like, you guys are brilliant. Now I know why that's all you guys do 20 hours a day in the lab is come up with these ideas. So I've got my Cigar Dave PDE playoff drought ended. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut, as always. Although I made a mess all over the place. I don't know why I did that. But let me take care of that. Let me take my Cigar Dave PDE. Actually, I like PDO. Playoff drought over, or PDT. Playoff drought terminate. In fact, you know what? I think I'm going to rename this. Because after all, I'm the final arbiter on what the name's gonna be. We're gonna call this the PDT, Playoff Drought Terminated. All right, so I'm gonna toast the foot of this magnificent Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895, double perfecto. Oh, yeah. All right, puff and rotate here. Mmm. Mmm. That is the taste of victory, my friends. Mmm. Very nice. Mmm. On the foot of that cigar needs just a little touch-up. All right. Mmm. Fantastic. Great aroma. Mmm. Taking that aroma all in. Mmm. Fantastic. Now, this is something that that enemy of pleasure Buffalo News columnist Rod Watson would not understand. Because, again, he leads a miserable life. He's not smoking cigars. He's not enjoying great grilled delicacies. He's not enjoying great libations. He's not enjoying a harem. I'd be surprised if this guy even got laid in the last 20 years. I mean, would, a, would you as a woman, if for those women, would you want a guy that's so negative? A guy that's so miserable? I don't think so. Women hate that. Women want confidence. They want men with senses of humor. They want men that are happy, that are proud. They don't want these miserable sons of bitches. No way. Now, as I enjoy my... Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895 Double Perfecto, I need something very special for this litation ceremony and libation ceremony to, to wash down this magnificent cigar with something special to celebrate the victory, something that in a million years this Buffalo News Enemy of Pleasure columnist Rod Watson would never go near. Why? Because I'm part of the haves and he's part of the have-nots. Not in terms of money. Not in terms of socioeconomic standing, but in terms of happiness. Rod isn't happy. I am. We're all haves when it comes to being happy. He's a have-not because he's miserable. And I'm going to enjoy a spirit that never in a million years would he ever consider. Why? Because it would probably make him too damn happy because it's so enjoyable. So, without any further delay, Sergeant Steve, hit it, please. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, <clears throat> during the hiatus that we were on, I had a chance while I was at uh, actually visiting my friend Jeff uh, Borshowitz at Corona Cigar. He was doing an actual a nice tasting for all his people with different spirits, and we tasted some great tequilas, some small batch bourbons, some great whiskeys, and uh, we ended up getting into talking about Johnny Walker, so we did a little vertical tasting. And we started with the Johnny Walker Red and the Johnny Walker Black. Now, let me give you the differences. Johnny Walker... Red is their base Johnny Walker, about 20, 25 bucks a bottle. It's uh, about 35% grain and malt whiskey. So it's got a lot of clear spirits. They kind of water it down. It's used for mixed drinks. 
Then you got the Johnny Walker Black, which has an, a minimum age statement of 12 years. It's going to run you probably about 30, 35 bucks. Um, probably more, probably about 40 bucks a bottle. 80 proof. Then you've got the green label, 15 years. Then you got the gold label, and then the blue label, which is their premium top of the line blend. They don't have an age statement on there, but minimum 25 years, meaning the 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 lowest aged uh, uh, whiskey that is in this whiskey. It's a blended Scotch whiskey, has to be 25 years. It's going to run you probably about 175 dollars a bottle. It is indeed very very nice. And the Blue Label, premium blend, there's no age statement, but they try to recreate the character of the taste of some of their early whiskey blends. The bottles are numbered, sold in a silk-lined box. Certificate of Authenticity accompanies it. Again, it's going to range anywhere from $175, depending on what you get, even two, $300. But it's a magnificent spirit, and that's what I will enjoy today. So let me open up this bottle. Oh! Oh, boy, that aroma is incredible. Let me just pour a little bit. And again, I savor this. Special. We don't drink this. We don't. We drink this neat. There are no, do, I do never, on a Johnny Walker Blue or any expensive whiskey, single malt, or blended, would I ever water it down with branch or water or with an ice cube, even if I used a big ice ball, like a pre-prohibition ice ball or ice block. No way. I want to enjoy and savor every single note of this aged whiskey. Mm, incredible in my snifter. Let me say cheers to all of you. Happy New Year. Go Buffalo Bills. Take a sip. Mm. Mm. Ah, smooth warmth. Wonderful taste. Lovely notes. Little sweetness. Little woodiness. Little oakiness. Not overly smoky. Very very pleasant. Take another sip. Mm. Ah, lovely. Take a puff of my Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfecto. And I would say I am ready for the rest of this show, our number two. Now, when we come back, story in the Wall Street Journal this week about competitive, slow cigar smoking. I'll tell you about this. We'll play uh, an audio cut of, a cut of a video that accompanied the piece. Not my thing, but we will explain it to you. Competitive cigar smoking. All sorts, too many rules, too many little nuances. I just want to smoke my cigar. I want to have great conversation. I want to enjoy my spirit. But these guys, competitive, slow cigar smokers. We'll tell you about it. We come back. Also, there's an attack on masculine men. There's an attack by this hashtag MeToo movement. We're all sexual predators now. If we are males, especially if we're, we are males loaded with testosterone, I will tell you about the latest victims, and it's time that we fight back. Enough is enough. As an alpha male, as the global alpha male in chief, it is time that I stand up for all alpha males, for the male species in general, and say enough is enough that we all get painted with one brush, that we're all sexual harassers and sexual predators. This Me Too movement has gone way too far, and I'm going to put an end to it. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to The General anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today.
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop the show is also available on demand, also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now. If you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, is just four weeks away, and there are less than 20 tickets remaining. Get them while you still can at CigarDave.com. They are moving quickly, folks. Well ahead of last year when they're gone, they're gone. We're not opening any up. No ticket sales at the door, so get them now. on uh, For Saturday, Feb 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., uh, Cigar Dave. Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line from Hangar 1A, Shelter Aviation, right at Tampa International Airport. This week, January 3rd to be specific, Wall Street Journal article, I'm taking a cigar break. See you in three hours, 26 seconds. Competitive slow smokers use gentle puffs, moist palms, strategic ashing to see how long they can keep a single stogie lit, dancing on the edge of not smoking. And it starts off by saying there have been plenty of famous cigar smokers. Winston Churchill, George Burns, and Groucho Marx come to mind. There's also Bill Ronsich, Mr. Ronsich, a 57-year-old resident of Hazlitt, New Jersey, has a rare cigar-related claim to fame. He can keep a stogie going for a long time without relighting. And they go on to talk about the fact that uh, competitive uh, slow cigar smoking started in Croatia uh, that uh, the, there's a slow-smoking community, there's different events to qualify for tournaments. Never heard of this before. But I want you to listen to the video. We're going to play the uh, first couple of minutes of an accompanying video 
on WallStreetJournal.com, the companion video to this article to explain about competitive slow cigar smoking. Cigars are, are the great equalizer, you know? It sounds cheesy, but there's a common bond shared by people that enjoy cigars, but now there's a competitive angle as well. If you're familiar with cigars and you know what they do, then you have a shot in the slow smoking tournament. My name is Darren Choppy, and um, I am, was a competitive smoker. The competition is, it, it sounds complicated, but it's really very simple. Everyone is passed the, the same size cigar, which is a Mareva size cigar, and you have one minute to cut it any way you'd like. Then they start the official time, and you have one minute to light the cigar, but once that minute is over, there's no more reignition of the cigar. So then it becomes, how long can you smoke the thing? And there are other things that come into it, like, you know, you're not allowed to put the cigar down, you're not allowed to blow through it, you're not allowed to blow on it, you're not allowed to make it wet, you can't leave the table, you can't ash for 40 minutes, and there are penalty minutes if you do accidentally ash based on when you do ash. You can't drink or talk for the first five minutes. In a nutshell, you're slow smoking. I enjoy cigars because of the social experience. Yes, you may want to relax and chill out while you're having a cigar, but you also want to enjoy a libation. You don't want to have any rules placed upon you. You want to be able to converse, socialize, talk about uh, the events of the day, solve the problems of the world, talk about sports. I don't want to have a, uh, a like an NFL referee there throwing a yellow flag saying, we have offsetting penalties. We have the general ashing too soon. We have an offsetting penalty where uh, Joe, Joe Johnson relit his cigar after three minutes. That is a penalty offsetting. We will replay the slow cigar smoking experience or contest. I have zero interest in this. I don't know why anybody would have interest in this. It's the most cockamamie, ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Go to any cigar club, cigar lounge, cigar store where friends gather what makes enjoying a cigar so special? Not just the taste and the aroma and the relaxation or the libation, but the conversation, the camaraderie, the fellowship. That is what makes enjoying a cigar great. I do not want someone that uh, with such strict rules where there's 10 of you or 15 sitting there like little robots, one minute to cut, one minute to light. You got to have a 28-inch ash. Nobody talks. What on earth is the purpose of that? You want to do something competitive? Great. Play golf. Play hockey. Play football. Play basketball. Do something else competitive. But the last thing I want to do is light a cigar with 30, a list of 30 different rules that take away from the enjoyment and sit there like I am in solitary confinement. No Thanks. We will post the article of the Wall Street Journal. You may have to be a, a subscriber. I am, but we'll post it. We'll post the link to the video as well. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This medium to full-bodied cigar not only pays homage to its namesake, the Prensado, but also the lost art of handcrafting goods. It takes a plethora of skilled artisans to create the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art, which you will love. Want premium cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club.
the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa is Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. It is an all-ticketed VIP event. It is a great day filled with fantastic cigars from J.C. Newman, our presenting sponsor, Diamond Crown, a fantastic Alpha Lunch Buffet, a nice Cigar Dave goodie bag with all sorts of fine goodies for you, and you'll also enjoy great craft beer samplings, spirit samplings, whiskey samplings. We'll be surrounded by aircraft at Shelter Aviation right in the hangar. It is a fantastic day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is an all-VIP ticketed event, very, very limited. Go to CigarDave.com and purchase your tickets. That's CigarDave.com for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, Feb 3rd, 2018, in Tampa. One hundred percent USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Dave. Well, men are under attack. You knew this was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen when this hashtag Me Too movement, where, look, there were some absolute serious scumbags, Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer. There were people that were known to be, Mark Halpern, who was at MSNBC and, and uh, Bloomberg. These were people that were known to be total scumbags. And there are men that are scumbags. But the feminist movement and this hashtag Me Too movement would have you believe that every man, every boy from the time they come out of a mother's womb are born as sexual predators, as sexual harassers. And whenever we see something in this country, when there is an extreme, it never goes, the pendulum never like settles in the middle. We see the pendulum goes all the way to one extreme, and it did. We had a group of people, a group of men that were total scumbags, that don't represent how we as alpha males act or our beliefs. I mean, I don't know anybody that thinks it's okay to show up to when, when, when an employee or a woman comes to your room to have a robe on and then take the robe off, or as Louis C.K. did, some of the acts that he performed, or Matt Lauer shutting a woman in, locking the door. Those, those gentlemen, not even gentlemen, those boors are scumbags, period. And by the way, if a woman does go up to a guy's room at 2 in the morning when a guy says, oh, i got to have a meeting with you at 2 in the morning in my hotel room, hello, the light should immediately go on and say, no, I'm sorry, I'll do it during normal business hours, not in your room, but we'll meet in the lobby or we'll meet in an office. So I'm not pointing the, the blame, but as a number of women told me, let's not be so naive that women that get calls saying, oh, meet me at my hotel room at midnight, at 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, at 11, 1030, that's a little unusual. And I think we'd all agree with that. And there are definite scumbags. I named them all. I named a few of them. There is no doubt they took advantage of their position. And these are men that couldn't get laid in a whorehouse for money. I mean, if I send them over to see my buddy Dennis Hoff over at the uh, Moonlight Bunny Ranch out in uh, Carson City, Nevada, he couldn't even get them laid for money. 
because these guys are such pigs. I mean, look at Harvey Weinstein and, and Louis C.K. These guys look like unmade beds. They are scumbags. But now what we have seen are the feminists and some of these women are rising to take advantage of this and label every single act to be an act of sexual harassment. They have been, they have been harassed upon. Hashtag me too. It's a hashtag load of BS. And let me give you the latest example. Heather McDonald, who is a comedian, who is on the Chelsea Handler show. In fact, Chelsea Handler called her Heather Longboobs McDonald. That was her nickname. Heather McDonald, a comedian who uh, had a podcast called the Juicy Scoop Podcast. Never heard of her, actually, because I don't watch Chelsea Handler. Never heard of her act. Until she dropped uh, in her recent podcast, she said that she had been harassed by the founder and CEO of Podcast One, Norm Pattis. Now, Norm, who I know, Norm has, was the founder and CEO of Westwood One, one of the largest radio syndicators. This is going back now probably 40 years. Started this, they started doing live concerts for radio stations. Then they bought uh, a West, a Mutual Radio Network. Then they started adding different talk shows, and they just kept growing and growing. And then ultimately, he sold the company. He's a public company, got out, and started when he saw podcasts were going in a favorable direction. People were listening. He said, I've got an idea. We can make money if we combine all these podcasts that may not have huge listenerships, but if we get 50, 100, 200 podcasts together and can package them and sell them, there's more money to go around for everyone. Brilliant idea. And Podcast One, one of the largest podcast aggregators and, and, and advertising sellers in the country. Been very successful. Norm is a hands-on guy. Norm is very philanthropic. Norm has been on the Board of Regents of the University of California system for, I believe, about 15 years. Now, everybody that knows Norm, upstanding guy. I've spoken to him, seen him at numerous broadcast conferences, been invited to their suite when I was uh, owned radio stations. We carried much of their programming, always invited to their suite. They were always very cordial, ever fun, never saw, we saw a lot of fun, we saw a lot of drinking, but never saw any sexual harassment. That I can tell you. And those sweets back in those days, the parties went till 2, 3 in the morning and you get up at uh, 6.30 ready to go for the day. Those are the good fun days before the consolidation in the broadcasting industry got rid of every uh, suite and every great cocktail party and dinner party. Those days are long gone. Well, she released audio of Norm Pattis, now, Norm Pattis is 73. Norm Pattis is well-liked by all those that, uh, that work for him, well-respected in the broadcast community, now in the, uh, with the podcast community and in the ad sales community. You'll see him at Los Angeles Lakers game. Well-known guy, okay? So Heather McDonald comes out in her podcast and says that she was sexually harassed. Here's the audio that was released. And I want you to listen to the interaction. This all begins when Norm Pattis, the founder and CEO of Podcast One, comes into the studio to compliment her and to tell her that things are going very well. Oh, my God. I can't deal. I don't have any time. Hi. No, I'm just about to do my last ad. You're doing My last ad. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Hold on. Oh, I'm, I'm you know, you're, you're doing good. Oh, thank you. Your numbers are going up nicely. Okay. 
we're getting more interest in the show. Okay. More, you know, it's good. All right, let me just do this really quick. Sure. Um, okay. You guys, I love Third Love's 24 slash 7 t-shirt bra because it's the most comfortable bra that I've ever owned. And it's just super smoothing and it's invisible under every outfit, which is great, especially when you're wearing a light t-shirt, which is so popular. It's the summer. And I think it's because the cups are made out of memory foam. So it molds to the shape and truly gives you the perfect fit. So here's the thing. You want a bra that's comfortable. I It's, well, let me just, you're making me nervous now. Okay. Let me do one more. Wait a minute. Yeah. Can I hold your breasts? No. Would that help? These are memory foam. <laughs> memory foam hands. My memory. <laughs> That's it. That is it. Now, you would think that this woman, the sexual harassment, that she would have been demeaned, that she would have been, it was constant, that he tried to grope her. No, it was innocuous banter when she's reading that bra commercial. But before I go on to talk about Norm Pattis... And to talk about why the uh, California Board of Regents, why the lieutenant governor and a couple of other uh, uh, enemies of, uh, of common sense went after him, I want, to, I want to play some of Heather McDonald's comedy bit. This is the opening to one of her comedy bit. This is online, and we're going to post this. So this woman, if you know the context of how this woman's comedy act goes, Norm Pattis, what he said to her really is innocuous. Hit it. What a treat to be able to do stand-up 15 minutes from my house because most weekends I have to fly and travel and people always say, God, don't you hate that, having to travel every weekend? I actually don't mind it at all because I do this thing when I go through TSA security. I suggest you guys try it. Um, I leave a little quarter in my pocket. <laughs> Ever happened to you? It's kind of nice, let me just tell you. The dikey TSA officer is like, excuse me, miss, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to swipe you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you mind if I do the other side? No, I don't. No, I... <laughs> is that an underwire bra you're wearing? I don't know. Is it? Is it? Uh... It's just nice, you know, to be touched <laughs> for a long flight because um, I'm married, so I have to pay people to touch me. And uh... so, like, the first thing I do whenever I'm on the road is I book a massage. And last weekend I was in San Diego and I got this massage and the guy did it so good. He just totally worked out all the knots, you know, in my breasts. And then, but then he was like, you know, you should start getting massages on a weekly basis because you're still just carrying a lot of stress in your vagina. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I had no idea that there were toxins in there, but thank you for releasing them, Raul. Now, according to her own standards of sexual harassment, she ought to uh, file a sexual harass harassment complaint against herself for that comedy act, for that comedy bit. And it just shows you how ludicrous her statement is, this is nothing more than her trying to get some attention. And actually, she left Podcast One. They negotiated when she said supposedly she was harassed. They, they negotiated a, uh, a, a settlement to let her leave uh, and do her own podcast. Now, she said she was afraid to come forward because she didn't want to be perceived as hard to work with after her feud with Chelsea Handler went public. And here's what the feud boiled down to, is apparently Heather McDonald made some negative comments to some tabloid or some magazine and really went after Chelsea Handler. And Chelsea Handler basically said, you know what, you don't like working here, you're out. And so clearly this woman's got an issue. When you're working for somebody, if you don't like something, leave. Don't burn a bridge. 
Kind of like what Steve Bannon. If you're not happy, leave. But keep your mouth shut and don't burn a bridge. Learned that a long time ago. So for Heather McDonald to stand up and say, oh, I was sexually harassed, hashtag me too, listen to her comedy bit. It's a total joke. But this is what's happening now. You can't even innocuously joke with a woman. You can't tell a woman, gee, you look great. Oh, I love that perfume you're wearing. What is it? Oh, hashtag me too. I'm sexually harassed. Enough is enough. To all you women that say, oh, he complimented me. That's harassment. He made an innocuous joke. That's harassment. Get over yourself. Get over it. It's a load of poppycock. Enough is enough. Now, Norm Pattis came out and said, during the taping of a commercial for Heather's podcast, I made an offhand comment, intended as a joke, which in hindsight was inappropriate. No, it wasn't. It was a joke. And when you know the comedian and the fact that her act is filled with, uh, with mentions of touching her breasts and getting massages and what we just played for you, that's her act. That's her shtick. No, it's not inappropriate. He goes on to say, I've apologized directly to Heather. It has never been my intention to do or say anything that would offend, frighten, or cause Heather any discomfort whatsoever. If I did, it was certainly unintentional, and I sincerely apologize and would have done so immediately had I known. Oh, was poor little Heather frightened? Was she uncomfortable? Come on. This woman goes on stage and makes self-deprecating jokes about her boobs, and she had Chelsea Handler who called her Heather Longboobs McDonald every time she was on the show, a bit that went on for years. Now, of course, you had certain Dems, certain people that wanted to go right after him. And that included, of course, some of the politicians, including Gavin Newsom, who is the former uh, or current former mayor of San Francisco, ultra-liberal, wants to run for governor. And I didn't realize this, that Janet Napolitano, I did not uh, read this uh, or realize this until I saw it, that actually I think Janet Napolitano is the president of the... Uh, University of California uh, Board of Regents. But they went after with a big letter saying he ought to be, he ought to be, uh, he ought to resign, they should have uh, action, so on and so forth. Well, Pattis resigned. After 16 years, he resigned. He said he was not pressured to retire, but wanted to spend more time on other ventures. Quote, I have nothing to be ashamed of. My conscience is clear. I just want to take 16 years of great memories and move on. Now, he was appointed as a regent by Governor Gray Davis, who I believe wasn't Gray Davis. Was he a Democrat or Republican? Let me take a look real quickly here. Gray Davis, governor. I believe he was a Democrat. I believe that, if I am not mistaken, that uh, Norm Pattis is a Democrat as well. Yeah, he's a Democrat, right. So Gray Davis is appointed by a Democrat, but clearly uh, 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 Norm Pattis isn't ultra-liberal enough for Newsom and some of these other clowns. But this is what we are seeing now. We're seeing another example. University of Arizona football coach Rich Rodriguez, Rich Rod, was fired after a notice of claim was filed with the state attorney's general's office alleging he ran a hostile workplace. Apparently, one of the women that worked in his office came out and accused him of all sorts of things, but and threatened a $7.5 million lawsuit alleging harassment. Rodriguez said he cooperated with the investigation, passed a voluntary polygraph test, noting that the complainant did not cooperate with the investigation. In fact, the university came out and said, 
that they couldn't substantiate any of the woman's sexual harassment claims, but they fired him anyway without cause, and they're paying his contract. And part of the claims are he was having an affair, which he admitted, okay, great, big deal. But the fact is, this is what we are seeing now. We are seeing women that are crying wolf at the most innocuous uh, a joke or, 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 or a comment about looking good or smelling good or love those shoes, whatever. They're now going off the deep end. Enough is enough. There's going to be a huge backlash. And what's happening now are women that are seriously, that were really harassed by scumbag men, now it's like the boy that cried wolf. These women that are crying wolf like this Heather McDonald saying, oh, I was sexually harassed because of a stupid joke that she runs even in her own comedy act. Enough is enough. And I can't tell you the number of women that I've spoken to while we were on hiatus for a couple of weeks that said, General, you are totally right in what you say. This has now gone way overboard. Are there men that uh, maybe uh, their comments are a little off the deep end? Are there men that do some things they shouldn't? Yes. But are there also are there scumbags? No question. But the problem now is we are softies. Every woman now needs a safe space. You can't innocuously joke. Because if you say something wrong, if you say good morning to a woman the wrong way, they'll say, well, when he said good morning to me, he did so with a suggestive glance, with a smile. And he was looking directly at my face. We should now what? Look at the floor. We should look at the ceiling. Look to the right. Look to the left. And we're talking to women. I don't think so. I know that most women are fed up with this Me Too movement, especially when they are crying wolf for innocuous supposed sexual harassment claims. If a woman is legitimately harassed, then she absolutely should have the right to go after the scumbag. But there's a big difference between a scumbag and someone like Norm Pattis, who innocuously came in to compliment Heather McDonald, and then end it with a, a joke over this bra thing saying, hey, you want me to hold it? Hell, I would do that. And if someone said, oh, you harassed me, I'd say, well, if you consider that harassment, great, that's an honor, no problem. If you don't like it, too bad. We need to get a little tougher in this country. We have women and men that now are so soft, that are so sensitive, that the mere suggestion of something as innocuous it may be, sets them off. They all need safe spaces. And it started with these millennials. It started with these snowflake millennials that now we're told, you're great, you're wonderful, everything you do is perfect. Well, once they see something in the real world, they don't like it. I'll give you a perfect example. Steve, how are we doing? Sergeant Steve, on time. actually, we're tight on time. I'll save it for next week. I got another story about a millennial that, uh, that went after a friend of mine in management, and, and I'll share that for next week. But... The final, including segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Enough of this hashtag Me Too. It's over. Call it a cab for a one-way ticket out of town. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, returns on Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, at Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers includes a buffet fit for an Alpha Male, great spirits, craft beer, Alpha Male camaraderie, and, of course, plenty of Diamond Crown cigars. Tickets for the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line presented by Diamond Crown are on sale. Get info and tickets at CigarDave.com.
In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It is a new year and a new month, and that means we have a brand new year of Cigar Dave Officers Club selections. And we start January 2018 with the brand new Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This is the highly acclaimed sequel to the Alec Bradley Prensado. Different flavor complexion uses a magnificent Honduran Corojo wrapper, Honduran and Nicaraguan double binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is a full-flavored cigar, nice notes of pepper and espresso. It is fantastic. You will enjoy this cigar. And it follows up on the great year of selections we had with the Officers Club from all the major manufacturers. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped directly to you in a Ziploc Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch. Go to CigarDave.com for $22.95 per month. You will get fantastic cigars shipped right to you. Again, this month, it is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Start. It is our Officers Club featured cigar. You will love it. comfort and convenience. The general has turned on the no pleasure police sign. You may now feel free to enjoy the good life. All right, on our remaining minutes, let me get to a couple of items that uh, have gone to lingering. First of all, I was flicking around New Year's. It was an anticlimactic New Year's for me, I have to tell you. After the Bills got into the playoffs, the emotional roller coaster over about a four-hour period watching the Bills beat the Dolphins and then the back and forth between the Bengals and the Ravens where the Bengals finally pulled it out. Everything after that was anticlimactic. But I did flick around, and I did notice that on CNN New Year's coverage, they went with an all-female hosting crew this year. They had Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, both females, because let's face it, they ain't alphas, that we know. During uh, our hiatus, big uh, power outage at the Atlanta airport, and I always talk about the fact that alpha males are natural-born, well, not natural-born, but we're leaders, we, we step up, especially in situations where, the, where, where things are dire, where there's a lot of pressure, and we learn a lot about people in times of stress and pressure. Well, Atlanta Mayor Kasim Reed, who's on his way out, the city of Atlanta oversees the uh, Atlanta Hartsfield Airport. Power goes out. Nobody, there's all these planes sitting there. Nobody's giving any updates. The mayor didn't come out for seven hours until 7 p.m. 
And, and even his press conference at that time was convoluted, didn't have answers. And when they said, why didn't you have answers? He said, well, we wanted to wait to know for everything until we had all the information. I'm sorry. If I'm the mayor, I get called. I say, I'm going right down to the airport. I want to know. I want to get the airport CEO, who, by the way, saw him as well, not the brightest. I want to see what's going on. Let's have updates. I want to get, if, if they knew already that it was going to be a couple hours to put out that fire, they should have said, let's begin a plan to get those passengers off the plane now, not let them sit for three, four, five, six hours. A total fail because Atlanta Mayor Kasim Reed is a wussified beta male pussy. Real alpha males like you and I, we step up to the plate. We are leaders. We take charge of the situation. We communicate. And we solve the problem. I am damn proud to be an alpha male. I pity those beta males like the Atlanta mayor. All right, don't forget Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line Saturday, February 3rd. Less than 20 tickets. Go to CigarDave.com. Purchase your tickets. Cigar Dave the General. Say Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Rest in peace, the great Irv Weinstein.